Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, hey, girls. This is Holly, everybody. Hey, and Amy's here. And Kristen. Ready to get our Thanksgiving on <laughs> all together with our family and friends and loved ones. That's right. Even though I'm sadly not in Wilmington right now, I'm over here in Raleigh. Going to go to Greensboro tomorrow for Thanksgiving to be with my husband's family. But so happy to have this little bit of downtime, right? A little bit of downtime, a little rest away from uh, work and maybe digesting all the current events ad nauseum 24 <laughs> seven. And like, putting out fires. But oh, yeah. yes, Holly's backyard caught on fire today and yeah. she had to put it but out. she's still here and we're still <laughs> going to give you the current news and we're going to try to um, mix in as much positive as we can since it is a holiday weekend. We want to be happy and grateful, and we are. Lord have mercy. Okay. Well, girls, there's, of course, always a lot to talk about. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, the world's given us plenty of content for our podcast and plenty of- Thank you. We're grateful. (laughs) Gratitude, number one. I mean, sort of. Gratitude, number one. I'll be I'll be even more grateful when they stop being ridiculous, right? When 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 people start thinking, I think I'll be even more more thankful. But yes, plenty of content, plenty of stuff to sort through. And again, it really does take a tremendous amount of time to figure out what's true and what's not because there is clickbait on both sides, left and right. You know, we even some of the things that we follow on both sides, we we find ourselves going, well, that just that was a clickbait headline. That wasn't really what happened. It doesn't sound like right. what really happened. So. We try to sort through it so that by the time we bring it to you, we at least have a handle on whether we think it's worth you investigating it. Because again, we're not here to tell you what to think. We're just here to challenge you to do it. <laughs> right? You're sharing headlines and, and information that you probably don't hear. You probably would not hear otherwise, honestly, a lot That's of it. Right. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving girls, we thought maybe uh, you know we would let our audience, we would kick things off from Dr. Fauci. Happy oh, my favorite. He's got some Thanksgiving advice. I got to hear this. I'm sorry, but what in the world? If you're, if you're vaccinated, and hopefully you'll be boosted too, and your family is, you can enjoy a typical Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving holiday with your family. The thing we are concerned about is the people who are not vaccinated. So what? I mean, okay. Mm. So you can enjoy a typical Thanksgiving if... Everyone is vaccinated and hopefully boosted as well. Mm, mm, well, who well, decides? Who decides what's typical? What what a typical Thanksgiving is? This is like anyway? Fa- Simon says, Fauci says, Fauci says. says. I don't have enough middle fingers for that man. I mean, this is this is where I'm at, and I know, I know, I know. I'm supposed to try to keep it. Like y'all, I try. I listen to him sometimes, and I'm like, okay, 
let me give him the benefit of the doubt. How might he see this? And what, you know, being in his position for way too long, right? Look, but he's, he's been in this, he's a bureaucrat. He's not elected, he's appointed. He's been in this position for quite a long time. He's okay. kind of, yeah. yeah. And he's gotten a lot wrong. I mean, it's now come out that a lot of the things he's gotten wrong and he's got weird connections with the NIH back over to the Wuhan lab that I still want, I want answers to that. Um, he has claimed safe and effective on these vaccines, which Tom has proven is not entirely true. And so I'm just, I'm tired of him. I want him to go away. I want people to stop asking him because I don't think he's a reliable source anymore. Am I alone in that? I don't think I am. No, no I think not. what y'all really need to do is get the book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Um, it is very good. It is a lot. There's like, I want to say there's like over 2000 something citations in there. Um, so all I got to say is I'm going to plug that right there. Throw that out there for y'all. And can we just go ahead and say that um, we can all agree with Fauci on that this probably is not going to be a, a typical Thanksgiving for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Number one, turkeys <laughs> cost like a billion dollars. Y'all, we're going to have to eat an anorexic turkey this year. Well, MSNBC said just, you know, maybe you should just not buy turkey. Maybe you should just not have turkey for Thanksgiving. Let's oh. just, we'll just spin it around to make it like, oh, well, you don't really need a turkey, do you? I mean, can you just have, just have some tacos or something? I mean, it could be good for our health because we're, 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 we're not going to be able to afford food. Wait, so. <laughs> let's, have a let's have a taco bar for Thanksgiving. I mean, <laughs> in commemoration of the millions of illegal immigrants that have come into the country this year. Woo! Let's do that. I love tacos. I love tacos. I love tacos. Hey. I will eat tacos any day, but any I'm day. telling you, Thanksgiving is a time for turkey. For turkey. <laughs> and people cannot afford it. Or tofurkey for the vegetarians. Yeah, for the vegetarian. Okay. Well, here's did you hear Jen Saki, the um, you know, Biden's press secretary, say, well, just don't she she was like, it's only going up a dollar, like like a dollar per pound, I think, for a turkey. Did did you guys hear this? Hmm. That was her response. Like, it's only going up like a dollar per and I'm like. And so has the cost of driving to see your family. So has the cost of corn. So has the cost of every vegetable. So has the cost of every other side dish you're going to put on the table. So as, I mean, so is the price okay. of gas and traveling. So, so honey, it ain't just about the turkey, but right. she's also the same one. And I'm not trying to pick on Jinsaki, although at this point, it's become yes, you are. You're, you're gonna have I, to get picked on at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she's fair game at this point, right? Like the things that she says, like, I'm like, I'm trying to okay. edit my words here because y'all know in front of you know if we were not on air I would say it differently but it's like you don't you sound ridiculous you sound like you're not intelligent because the things that she has said it's like do you honestly think we believe you do you honestly think like when she said there's not a real economic crisis and I, right. I don't want to misquote her but she was like you know there's no economic expert saying that we're in a, we're in a you know, massive economic crisis. And I'm like, inflation's the highest it's been in 30 years. What else are we going to call it? The thing is, is that nobody's caught, it's like when you said before, if, do they think that if they just keep lying, that yeah. it'll become the truth, yes. but they probably do because no one is calling them out. Right. No one is calling them out in the media. No That's one. Right. They just let them say these things. Yeah. And then they leave the press conference without pushing back. Mm. And that's and how this continues. Do you know, I saw this morning that, that Biden has done 
some of the fewest amounts of interviews of any president so far in history, so far at this point in his, in, uh, in his, in his term. And I was like, well, of course not. They don't want him to be interviewed. First of all, we know that he can hardly read a teleprompter or a script right now. They do not want him talking off the cuff. And I understand that. I really, I, like if I'm them, I get why they don't want him. That's why he does not ever answer questions. He turns his back and walks right out of that room yeah. immediately. There was a clip of him even saying, end of quote. Did yeah. y'all see oh, that? Yes. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> read end of quote out. Now yeah. that might happen to me too. You know, <laughs> if you're in the moment, you're swept up and you're just reading. I get it. But the thing is, is that he is, okay. It could, hey, it would not happen to me, but you're the president. Okay. That's you're the president. You are the leader of our country. So you should know what you're talking about enough to know the end of quote is not what you're supposed to say. Well, like, I also want to know that we could ask him or he can talk freely without having something spoon-fed to him as an answer right. or, or knowing what you're well, going to talk about or knowing what they're going to ask you. Like, uh, doesn't that concern people? Well, I would like, I would love to hear from people who voted for him. Like, what, what do you think now? I mean, we know that many who voted for him have voters remorse as indicated by the polls, right? If the polls right. are anywhere close to accurate, it's one of the lowest approval ratings ever. Kamala's is even lower. But I, but I feel like the people who voted for Biden um, or Trump, you know, whoever you're voting for, you're voting for them to be in charge. And I think now there's this very strong indication that he's not actually in charge. It feels that way. Now, now his people will say he absolutely is. But you notice how many times he is. I mean, you can hear him off camera saying, I've been told to stand here. I've been told to, told to do this. And hey, granted, maybe maybe that maybe that's just in those moments where he's in front of a camera and he's got to go do this certain thing. But it's very concerning, especially when he didn't seem to know about the four hundred fifty thousand dollars going to illegal immigrants that were displaced during the Trump administration. He didn't know that. He called that a garbage report and then backtracked exactly a week later. Same thing when he was asked about Rittenhouse, the Rittenhouse verdict. Right? He was acquitted, and they said, "What do you think?" He said, "The verdict. The the jury has spoken." But within an hour, puts out a different press release that sounds very different, right? right. So it sounds like a lot of political games. It sounds like an administration that is still, that's being run not just by Joe Biden, but there is, there's certainly other people involved here that are correcting, trying to go behind him and correct his, quote, mistakes. Well, I told y'all, I mean, of course, I didn't fact check this. And this is, of course, an, uh, an assumption. But when that press release came out, that was the same day he had a colonoscopy. And I just wonder if he really was in the position to write that press, press release. Right. But I'm sure that most press releases actually aren't written by the president anyway. Right. Um, right. <laughs> right. Well, they right. should be. They should be. They should I mean, be. Let's, for real, we want to hear what our actual president thinks and believes not what some PR manager right. is typing up for them. And Kristen's correct. And she's, you know, she's the nurse here. And hey, I, my husband's had colonoscopies. I'm gonna tell you, you ain't You're nobody typing it. up something like that after no. you've been under anesthesia. No. And especially when you're almost 80. No, right. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so, okay, let's talk about the Rittenhouse verdict for just a minute, because I know when we recorded our last podcast, the verdict came out like within 30 minutes or an hour after we, we were like, dang it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, certainly it's, it's, it's in the media quite a bit. And I've tried to listen to, you know, both sides of this quite a bit so I could understand 
why people were so up in arms about the acquittal, right? Because I, and why, even before the acquittal, why people were so up in arms over this guy. And of course, I think because this happened at riots that were a consequence of the Jacob Blake shooting. Jacob Blake, I think, later admitted to pulling the knife on these police officers who shot him. He did not die. He is, I think, paralyzed or was at the time of the shooting. So there was a massive uproar. This happened in Wisconsin. And uh, you know, the, listen, it wasn't peaceful protesting. This was rioting and destruction, you know, by day three that Rittenhouse, I think, got involved. And, you know, there was even, I think, evidence that he had gone the day before, maybe with his sister. They were washing graffiti off walls. I think these were people who were trying to certainly, there's a lot of evidence that says this kid was trying to serve his community. Now, we've talked many times. The three of us said, man, we wish he just hadn't been out there. Wish he hadn't been out there with a gun, right? I mean, but the way this has been spun by I watched CNN, I watched MSNBC. It was disgusting. And now I understand why they can't get someone to watch their news programs. I mean, this is also why, people- why people who do watch them that that's all that's, oh my that's, gosh. Really- if like- that's all you're hearing and that's all you're fed. Like even after the jury had spoken, the it's like to me, it's so disrespectful to a jury who has yes. taken time out of their lives and oh dedicated weeks of their lives to really trying to figure out the facts of a case and make a decision. And then you have people like Joy Behar oh. or you know, on The View or whatever oh. going and still after the jury has, the jury's the one that knows all the facts. I would love to ask Joy. I would love to quiz her on this case oh. to see what she really knows. Because then she's saying, well, this verdict shows that I can't feel safe when I go protest. I can be shot and killed when I go. And I, I'm, I'm in the Vietnam War era. I love, I, I love a protest. And now I feel like I'm, I will never be safe to go to a protest. Somebody could just shoot and kill me at a protest. Oh okay. my gosh. This is what they're saying on the freaking, how does she still have a job? Meanwhile, just, the protesters believe. had guns. There are pictures with them with guns. And obviously they did because they were, <laughs> there yeah. was a gunfight. Yeah. Um, so then, everything. and the, the the guy was it Rosenbaum, was yeah. the one threatening twice, calling. I mean, it, it, yes. So they saying, think they'll kill you. I'm going. Rosenbaum to may have had a death threat. He, just, I mean, a death wish. He had just gotten out of prison, like jail. Like what was it? Days before that morning, I think. That morning, yeah. It was. It was very soon after, and this guy was using the N word, calling, calling. Um, Written anyone anyone around he was saying I think he was trying to get himself killed honestly it was bizarre um came after him and threatened Rittenhouse repeatedly and and there's eyewitnesses that testify to all of this okay this these 12 jurors which were diverse they weren't a bunch of white people my understanding right do you guys know what the breakdown was was? well I think it was mostly white I heard there was one one black juror Okay, so there, so there was a black juror, and I mean, of course, then but diversity as far as like male, female, yeah, male, female, right? And these twelve people deliberated for three days on this. It's not like they just were like, I mean, they came, they and they asked for additional information. We know they were deliberating behind closed doors, and you know, the and they were at risk. Their safety was at risk. I mean, didn't the judge call? um, Right. So MSNBC got kicked out of the courtroom. I don't know if people know this. Again, MSNBC, a bunch of winners over there at this point, Um, (laughs) you know, got, I mean, really, it's, it's, it's sad. It's really Mm -hmm. sad that journalism is stooped to an all, all time low. It is now they were, um, they were kicked out of the courtroom because 
the police in the town had arrested someone who was following the juror bus, ran a red light. That's what drew the attention to him. And then he ended up confessing that his producer at MSNBC had told him, do not lose that and followed them all the way. There had been other people kicked out for videoing the jury. Like they were going to, people were saying they wanted to threaten these jurors if they didn't come back with a guilty verdict. That's not America. And if you think that's okay, you are a part of the problem. Like, I think at this point, we have to all do some introspection and ask ourselves some really hard questions about the way we are thinking and seeing things. Because if any part of you thinks that this is okay, like it is such an anti-American stance just and it's contributing around, to the demise of our country. Yeah, just to throw around the, the whole white supremacist narrative, you know, that that's been thrown around since the beginning. And it was immediately stoked the fires were stoked by the media because and I guess the reason why people thought that is because he went to go to a protest to they're saying okay he shot white guys but he was there shooting anti the people who were protesting for Jacob Blake so that in turn makes him a white supremacist mm. yeah. but actually yeah. the facts yeah. of the case are that he was asked to come and help some, uh, like a, was it a car lot asked yeah. to come, like there were like a mm -hmm. hundred cars that had been set on fire in this car lot okay yes. and he offered to help and so they said hey can you come stand guard at our car lot he was offering medical um help to people so this is when somebody says but he was a white supremacist it's like there's no objective evidence that he's connected to any white supremacist group or holds those views he was a lifeguard he was a police a part of like some police explorer program yes. Firefighter EMT cadet at a local um, fire department in his town. That's right. And I think now I heard this today and I have not seen the evidence of it, but I heard uh, when I was listening to CM CNN or MSNBC, one of those, I can't remember which, that he, but he had been, there were pictures of him with a Trump hat on or with a make America great again or something. There's some connection that early on they pinned this kid as a white supremacist based on his connection with Donald Trump. Based now, on what he's wearing, based on what he's wearing. And so listen, 30, million, I wonder, I wonder if he had a Biden hat on, if they would treat him differently. Well, they would. It, well, they I would actually wonder. They would. Like, this, would that is, be different? this goes back to the to the anti-Trump hate in this country as part of the fuel of this fire. I, I really believe that because the facts don't substantiate the claims. And and I do think, again, if you think that a Trump voter is a white supremacist, you've bought into the cult narrative that, and you are a part of, of a cult type of thinking that is dangerous for you it and is dangerous, dangerous for this country. Because half of this country is not racist, contrary to what the progressive left wants to tell you. And it'd be hard to explain the 30% of Black Americans who claim they supported Donald Trump, which was, I think, the highest of any Republican candidate in like hundred years. So, I mean, you'd have a hard time explaining that, that number, that there was a growing, there was a growing um, admiration, I guess you should say, or at least a respect from the black community for Donald Trump because their lives were getting better under his administration, lower unemployment and, and just a better quality of life under his administration. That is a dangerous, dangerous, Mm. assumption yeah. blanket yeah. thing to put out there and it is absolute brainwashing at its finest well what you hear the when i watched again cnn and msnbc i did my homework girls when i was watching 
What they were saying is, well, if, if Rittenhouse was a black man, you know the verdict would have been different. Really? Well, that's interesting because in Florida, you know, the state that y'all hate because of its Republican governor, the mm -hmm. same day of the Rittenhouse trial, a black man was acquitted of shooting police officers. Police officers. And I listened to the facts of that case, and I thought that was the right verdict, too, because they stormed into his house. He grabbed his gun and shot back. Now, mm -hmm. again, a black man was acquitted, <laughs> was acquitted on the very same day. So don't tell me that that's not true. We, you have created a narrative that you think is a, as Amy said, a blanket statement that you think is always true and it, the, the evidence proves otherwise. We're not saying that racism doesn't still exist. It does. It exists from, from all different races towards all different races. It is not just a white black thing. Well, and then you have the guy, Daryl Brooks, yeah, in, in the SUV that plowed through the parade, yeah. and no, they're not they're not calling that race at all. Okay, why aren't like, they? And why I, aren't I, they? I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying that it would. I would not. It, that would. That is not anything that would have crossed my mind. Well, that it was a racial thing. It, uh, truly, no, I would be. I just think if it was the other way around, if right. a white man had plowed through a Christmas parade where there were, you know, a black large of black people yep. that would have been the headline white man runs oh. over christmas parade black people this we headline is man mm -hmm. runs into a christmas parade race or, is completely or, or flees from a or from flees a, from a <laughs> right please please from a knife fight as if he's a victim that's trying to get away from danger that's the part that just is like and again, go watch CNN. I mean, listen, I don't know if you can take it, but CNN, MSNBC, I watch it to just be fair, to like try to understand what's being said on both sides. And it's like, well, he was fleeing a knife fight. fight and one guy said, if you've ever seen a knife fight, they're very bloody and it can be very, it can be very disturbing. And I'm thinking, I don't think this was the first time this dude has witnessed violence considering he ran over his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or baby mama, what, the week before? This was not new for him. And yeah. by the way, the fact that he there is now evidence that came from his Facebook account that belonged to him that contains memes and messages calling for violence against white people, as well as suggesting that Hitler was right for killing Jews during the Holocaust. And this is what he said. Now, granted, he writes in a way that is not how I talk. So I'm going to just it's it's like hard to decipher, but it says learned and taught behavior i'm gonna try to so when we start back knocking white people tf out i don't want to hear it the old white people too knock them out knock them the f out period he wrote this on june 9th 2020 accompanied by the middle finger emoji okay he's talking about knocking out white people including the old people ironically he ran over a bunch of grandmothers Mm -hmm. They were in the parade. Children in fact, too. I think that's mostly who died, right? And, well, go ahead. and he said, the message claimed that Adolf Hitler had warned that his genocide was partly prompted because he knew, and this is his quote. This is a quote from, um, from Daryl. From Daryl, yeah. He says, the Negroes are the true Hebrews. He said, it added that America had moved false white Jews into a state of Israel and that World War III would unfold when people learned Hitler was right and did the world a favor by killing Jews. Wow. That'll make me fight right there. Okay, so listen, this is what I want people to wake up to. This is what I have woken up to. And this is what I think a lot of people are waking up to. Pay attention to when the media 
inserts race into the headline and when they don't. Yes. Pay attention. Yeah. Because they're either going to or they're not going to. When do they do it and when do they not do it? And start asking yourself why. And you will see a pattern and you will see what they are trying to do. And, you know, when they keep talking about gun violence, I think this is a good point to make as well. Okay. Their whole thing with Kyle, which of course, I'm not going to sit here and say, I agree with a 17 year old with an AR, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, at the same point in time, it, he needed it to protect himself. Well, and, and you it, know why he did that, right? I mean, because the laws in Wisconsin, he can't have a pistol. He was too young for a pistol. If it had a longer arm, he could carry right. a weapon, which was probably created for hunting, but it does not specify. So he had brought the legal weapon to you protect ain't himself. To the state fair. Yeah, candy and rides and rides. Okay, <laughs> there are cars and buildings burning to the ground and dumpsters being shoved into buildings. I mean, yeah. if he brought an AR to the Christmas parade, that's something different. Okay, but how about this? If you take an SUV and plow through people at a parade, yeah. you are going to kill that. So just look at this, y'all. Kyle killed a few people, right? Two. Mm -hmm. what? Okay. He killed so, two. Shot, shot three. So killed two. Yeah. Daryl Brooks used a vehicle mm -hmm. and killed however many, and 19 are in the hospitals at five or six that have died. One, you know, like one right, kid just oh, died this morning or last yeah, night. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So here is the thing. My whole point here is, I, and this is not necessarily a gun debate, which I know all three of us have guns, yes. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is the person and the intention behind yeah. the weapon. You can use anything. You can kill somebody with a skateboard. That's right. You know, it does not matter. It is, so when people are so concerned about guns, if somebody wants to kill you, they're going to find a way to yes. kill you. Yes. It does not matter if no. they have a gun or not. They'll beat you with their own body. Well, did you, well, well when we flew, uh, Kristen, when we were going to London, didn't you go? No, you weren't in London. Uh, okay. No. When I was flying to London, um, that's when they had the terrorist attacks on the bridge back in London. It was with knives and like machete or knives or something like that, because of course you can't have guns in London. And it was a terrorist attack. They wanted to kill people. They were, they were, they were stabbing them. And it's exactly what you said. If you want to harm someone, you will find a way to do it. And it's happened in every society in the world, whether regardless of gun laws, that it happens. Murder doesn't go away because you remove a weapon. You can kill someone with your bare hands. You need the responsibility. You need to have, yes. you know, like you can kill somebody with a car. It can help you. Just yes. like medicine, it can help you or it can harm you. It's and how use it. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing too, as a gun owner, and I know all three of us are, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't carry my gun everywhere. I probably shouldn't tell that, but I don't. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I, about five years ago, I was on I-40 and this jerk uh, in a car did something that made me want to shoot his tires out. And I <laughs> had that, <laughs> it's a true story. And I had that thought, I'm glad I don't have my gun with me because I'd have shot his tires out today. And God knows what would have happened after that, right? Like I wouldn't have killed him. I wouldn't hurt, but I would have shot his tires out for sure. And I thought I should right. not. I'm only going to have my gun at home or on my person when I know right. that I really need to. I'm not going to just casually have access to it. Now, listen, I'm at a different point in my life now. I would not do that. But in that moment, I just thought it's not good. I think that's what it is. You know, there, there can be responsible gun owners and responsible mm -hmm. gun ownership, and we all do it. And, right. and, and, and thank God for the Second Amendment that pr protects that. 
And one right. more point about uh, about this this guy, Daryl Brooks. Um, yeah. We've talked a lot about domestic terrorism. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Can we all just <laughs> agree that this right here is could be like classic epitome definition of a domestic terrorist? You would think yeah. we could all okay. agree, because, but yeah. because <laughs> nobody's saying that. Nobody's using they they media loves to throw that term out there. Yeah. Anytime can domestic terrorism. Domestic okay. terrorism. Yep. Okay. We hear it all the time. All the time. Meetings, parents upset about curriculum. Trump oh, supporters. Yeah. Right. Extremists, all this stuff, violence, domestic violence. I mean, okay. Someone who runs, plows through a Christmas parade mm-hmm. and kills families. I don't know what your and definition is. talked of. about doing it. Yes. That's what your definition of domestic terrorist is, but um, and, and I think that applies. So here's the thing. He, he was out on bond on $1,000 after running over his girlfriend, broke her ankle and dislocated her femur. And he's out on a $1,000 bond with a rap sheet. Go, go look it up a mile long. These activist judges letting, because as y'all know, there's been a call to prison reform, right? Yeah. To not, yeah. How, how do you only have a $1,000 bill after you ran over somebody? He went out and did it again. Here are his charges. Uh, resisting or obstructing an officer, uh, which is a misdemeanor A. Bail jumping, which is a felony. Second degree, recklessly endangering safety, which is a felony. Domestic abuse assessments. Okay. Disorderly conduct, misdemeanor, domestic abuse assessments, and battery, and another domestic abuse assessment. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. Well, can I, can I compare that to the January 6th alleged insurrectionists or whatever they're called? Oh, do you yeah, know do that, that they have been in solitary confinement since then. since then? Solitary confinement. They are going to be effed in the head forever. Yep. And they did not have guns. Yep. They yep. did not have guns. That's right. I mean, there was an interview on somewhere I, of one of the men that, that was, that was, that had been in, I guess he's out now yeah. or maybe yeah. somebody, whatever it is, so maybe it was him that just got out. It was horrible to hear. I, I can't even imagine. I cannot no. imagine. And yet people like him are getting off and yep. then more people. Yep. And yep. this has absolutely nothing to do with the color of your skin none nothing well, for the people in the back speaking yeah. of color uh, so so last in 2020 i remember doing a post about this um i was very bothered by the video footage i saw of um ahmaud aubrey we know his case um it's been he, the trial has been happening he was shot and killed by travis mcmichael who's 35 and his father greg mcmichael who's 65 and their neighbor william Bryan who's 52, they're all charged with murder and aggravated assault and false imprisonment for the February 23rd, 2020 fatal shooting outside Brunswick, Georgia. So when I watched the video back then, it bothered me so much. I remember doing a social media post and I don't, I don't do that a lot. You know, I, I try to make sure I'm not, I'm not jumping to conclusions because certainly there was a lot of media around this, but that one really bothered me. And that trial is underway right now. They just came back with a verdict guilty on all counts i did not know that i I just got the text i asked somebody i said i'm going to be recording the podcast text me when the (laughs) verdict is read and they said greg mcmichael not guilty on murder with malice but guilty on all other counts 
The other McMichael felony murder, guilty, guilty on all counts. The driver was guilty on some charges. Um, and the person said, not sure how there are so many charges. So I don't, but, but we do know they are going to pay the price for what they did to Ahmaud Aubrey. This boy was running through the neighborhood and was shot and killed by them. And so again, you know, this was the, I, I would say based on what I know, and I'm not an expert, but after listening to the facts of this case, I think that's the right, that's the right verdict. Mm -hmm. Justice is happening. Right. And there are. I wonder if they're going to talk about it. Oh, are you you, th you think? Huh. I, or, or or either they're going to focus on white supremacy and they're going to focus on how that's a problem instead of saying, but justice prevailed here and we need more justice in this country and we need the right verdicts to be delivered because right. a jury can listen to the facts of the case based on our laws and deliver that verdict. We need but to be raising these good decisions, right? I mean, yes. like instead <laughs> of things like OJ Simpson killing a white woman and listen okay he was acquitted i think i mean i just remember in barbershop you ever see the movie barbershop <laughs> yes. remember when cedric the entertainer goes oj guilty y'all know he done it remember and, and, uh, yes and the whole barbershop was like no yeah. yes. but they did know they did know okay let's i'm sorry like i know that everybody knew everybody knew oj everybody knew that i'm okay. on OJ. But where, I mean, again, that's an injustice, but it's just flipped the other way around. And again, right. I think all of us, black, white, every color under the rainbow, we just want justice and fairness and equality. And that's what we've moved towards as a country. And we have not been perfect because we're not perfect people, but we right. have improved greatly since the yeah. 1960s. We just need to get back president. to the king. With, uh, I feel like Paula Abdul, concept forward, two steps yeah, back. Content yeah. of your character is more important than the color of your skin. Period, period, period. The period, end. period. End of it. Yeah. Stamp on that. Yeah. Okay. So should we talk about the supply chain and what's going on with the truckers? Since um, holidays are up, and I know at the end of this, uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be given some um, tips about our Black Friday shopping. But um, girls, what do y'all yeah. think about well, what's going on? Go ahead and get your Christmas shopping. Go ahead. You better do, do it, it now. Do it now because, you know, Biden has now that the newest announcement is that he is going to require all truckers uh, that that I guess cross borders to um, they're going to be a part of this vaccine mandate January 4th, which basically means that they are going to have to be vaccinated, which in turn, the American um, trucking is it the American trucking Let's see. Yeah. American Trucking Association, uh, the president said, and I quote, we've tried to be very clear to the administration. I understand the logic behind it. But if you do this, these are the consequences. So if you're trying to solve the supply chain problem, you're actually compounding it and actually hurting the very problem you were trying to fix. Already, America is currently short approximately 80,000 truckers compared to pre-pandemic le levels. And they put out a survey to, you know, through the ATA. And if the January 4th vaccine deadline is enforced, the industry will lose about 37%, according to the surveys, or that equates to 2.5 million people. The survey came back as 37% of drivers not only said no, but hell no. <laughs> it's not about being anti-vax, no. you know, so, so basically- Well, here, we're, we're screwed. Okay, here's screwed. something to make it make sense truck drivers who's in the truck with them nobody not a damn person 
They are by themselves. This is where you think this is on purpose, y'all. It is. What is the threat of a truck driver? What is the intention behind this? What is the threat of a truck driver? Would you rather lose 2.5 million employees in a workforce in America? Yes, yes, and here's why. They want to build back better. They want to build back better, so they're going to destroy everything so they can, quote, build it back better with complete government intervention and complete dependency of the American public on its government to get them out of the hellhole that they themselves created. Now, that sounds like a conspiracy, but it looks more and more like that's exactly what's happening. uh, It it makes no sense because isn't the other... Uh, isn't it the vaccine, the other vaccine mandate for small businesses, a hundred employees or more? Yes. And was it, or that's what but, it was. And now you've got a driver, but driver. Falling out of her chair. Oh, <laughs> fell out of my chair. She's hot. No, I am, but I was leaning in. <laughs> but the courts have said that, that there's a stay on the mandate with the Biden administration right now. That, that it's actually like, but then Biden said, hey, workforce, ignore, ignore what the court said. So that's also un-American. That's not respecting the process. And he's telling him to go ahead and just enforce the vaccinations anyway. And now we're going to double down and do that to the truck drivers when there's already the biggest shortage of truck drivers in modern history in the United States. And we're already having supply chain issues. It is like they're in, t- okay, they're either stupid or nefarious, but it's one or the other. It's, they can it's one or the other. To be no. in this much power, elected yeah. power, you're not no, stupid. They're not stupid. No, yeah. no they're just going to, they're going to make their agenda go as far as they can until they get booted out in the next, next year, you're going to clean house in the, in Congress. And then in two years, and, and then Biden saying he's going to run this week, saying he's going to run. Oh again. my God. I heard but that. I was first like, of all, he is too what? old to run. Kamala is not. Nobody wanted her in the first place. I don't know how she lucked into that job, but even the Democrats didn't want her back then. They still don't. The the, the ratings show that. But he's saying, like, I'm going to run. And, you know, just that just proves that fade into the sunset. That just proves that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that just proves that living in a fantasy world. I mean, they're, they're, reality. they're either stupid or they're. Or, or they're corrupt evil. and nefarious. They're evil. I mean, it's got to be one or the other because nothing else makes sense. Again, just think. Nothing else makes sense. And then these oil reserves, he is the one who shut down the pipelines in the United States, which put people out of jobs and shortened our supply and made us more dependent on foreign oil. Because, of course, with the climate change agenda, they want fewer of us driving cars and using fuel. They want more of us on that electric cars. And they're just trying to hem us in so that we have to make those choices. When mm-hmm. again, there are so many other countries in the world that are polluting this earth more than we are that have no intentions of changing. And yet oh we're the ones that are going to pay the price. It's just, again, it's got to make logical sense. I'm not saying we shouldn't do things as Americans, as human beings that are stewards of this earth, that take care of our earth. We should. But some of this stuff is just so not even based in verifiable science that it's it's concerning and it's costing us a crap ton of money. So he says he's going to go into our oil reserves and, and put out what, 50 million gallons. Well, the United States consumes between 18 and 20 million gallons a day. So that's going to last us not even three days. But, But then Amy found an article just before we went live that says, that gas has some ties 
to China. Amy, do you remember what that was about? And, and yeah, well, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to read it and see. Okay, what yeah. So, so basically, there's a question about who this is really going to help because clearly it doesn't help us. What three days of relief? Like, and again, I don't even know if we'll see that at the pump because again, it's supply and demand, right? So, guys, just so you understand, in case you don't know this part of economics, and I, I really mean this, I think a lot of Americans don't understand why how things work or why they work because it's just they they've worked in our lifetimes for so long. The gas prices go up when supply gets shorter. When he cut off American supply, it it diminished supply, which makes prices go up. In an inf period of inflation already, it's disastrous. It's still hard to understand. But again, we know the climate change agenda is a number one with this administration, which is probably why they did it. Okay, so if you believe what they believe, then, okay, then I can understand why they make these cho choices. But the detriment that it is to Americans that were already in a COVID crisis, right? In, the, in an economic crisis that was spurred on by COVID, it's just so hard to understand why you wouldn't just open up the pipelines, but instead go into our reserves, which weakens our country. And if it gives Americans any relief whatsoever, it's only going to be temporary. It's not, right. it's a Band-Aid. It's not a solution. Amy, do you know anything from what you well, can tell I'm trying, to, I'm trying to read it. Basically, what it sounds like is that, um, you know, the president... Uh, release this or he's the only one I guess that has the authority to do this like to be able to um, take oil from our strategic reserve um, and I guess the White House statement I guess maybe this was press release it says the president has been working uh, with countries across the world to address the lack of supply as the world exit the pandemic and as a result of President Biden's leadership and our diplomatic efforts this release will be taken in parallel with other major energy consuming nations, including China, India, Japan, Republic of Korea and United Kingdom. This culminates weeks of consultations with countries around the world. And we are already seeing the effect of this work on oil prices. Over the last several weeks, as reports of this work became public, oil prices are down nearly 10%. The US Department of Energy will make available releases of 50 million barrels from our strategic reserve in um, two, week, two ways. So 32 million barrels will be an exchange over the next several months, releasing oil that will eventually return to the reserve in years ahead. Um, and then 18 million barrels will be an acceleration into um, next several months of a sale of oil that Congress had previously authorized. So I don't know. I mean, this is all kind of a little bit over my head. Y'all can do some research into it and see what you think, but sounds like this hasn't been done. I think I, I did see or read that we haven't had to tap into our reserve yeah. in a long time a long like decades time. And, and it's not good to do that like we're working with the with other countries in their problems too like oh. you mean the country that just did a missile strike yeah. the nuclear missile strike i mean and also cause covid i'm sorry but like <laughs> i know that that's like politically incorrect to say and that's not there's no hatred towards the chinese people they didn't do it their government it's did collaboration the, the Chinese Communist Party was behind at least covering up the facts of this so that we could get a handle on right. it than we did. And it is not Chinese people. So please do not confuse the two. It's just like, it's that, like, like someone from China blaming me for Joe Biden. Ain't my fault. I didn't do it. Right. Right. Like that. So again, that's stupid to be bigoted towards Chinese people when it's not Chinese people's fault. It is their government's fault for covering it up and not being fully fully disclosing what's going on oh just by like the way, our, also, our government's fault our government was involved in it too most likely the nih absolutely 
<laughs> anyway, it's just, it's insane. And speaking of COVID, I think we do, we should spend a few minutes at least talking about the latest. No, never do that. I mean, well, and I think at this point, a lot of people listen to us to get the latest information. Well, I mean, and there always is so much. Oh, uh, yeah. So we much. Got, there's more and more and more. And, yeah. it, but it's almost like nobody knows or they just don't want to know. They cover their ears, la, 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 and just yeah. act yeah. like this doesn't exist. Cognitive dissonance. Dissident. Oh man! So um, first, start start with Australia because I don't want to forget. Oh, do you okay. want to? Because that still has to do. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I'll admit we haven't really dug really deep into Australia, but we've had some people ask us to really do a podcast focusing on what's going on in Australia because it is absolutely terrifying life over there it. and we how it's going over there. Um. And so I heard the latest of what's happening over there. I heard today in a podcast, and I wanted y'all to hear. Um, straight from, I don't know if this is like a prime minister or a government person, somebody over there, of what they're doing now in, um, I guess, at least one of the cities in Australia for uh, with their COVID-positive uh, citizens. Do we have a clip? Yeah, it's that. Do you have oh, it, Holly? Gotcha, gotcha. Yep, sorry. Sorry, y'all. I forgot Amy did send right. that to me. Hold tight. We're going to pull it up. All right, here we go. In Australia... The Army is now transferring positive COVID cases and contacts to quarantine camps. Play cut five. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Binjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel as well as army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts and to support the communities. Transporting people who have COVID to camps in Australia. You know, most Americans don't know anything about this. I mean, we don't. Because again, if something's not directly impacting our lives, we tend to not to tune out. And not and not get informed. But I think what we have to be paying attention to is the fact that if this can happen in a free, quote, free country like Australia, a country that's modeled very similarly after after the United States, Canada's even in a much tighter um, environment than the United States. Watching what's happening, it's alarming how quickly a government can take over the rights of its citizens. And the United States was set up to where the citizens ruled not the other way around. This was not supposed to be a monarchy. We didn't have a king. It was for the people, by the people. And it's enormous. have to remember that we referenced on one of our podcasts, Holly, the yeah. wanted ads, right? That you yes. saw that someone yes. sent to you for the, the camps. It's in the CDC. Yep. So it's if you think part. this is only in Australia, y'all, go look right. at CDC. It's not. Go it's check it out. See website. Not trying to be like freaky deaky and get worried, but it's like you just got to be aware. It's like there's that fine line of like, don't let it freak you out. But it all, at the same point in time, you need to know what's going on. That's this right. Easily, easily happen here if we let it, which yep. seems so impossible um, considering the newest information we have about the effectiveness of this vaccine and also the adverse events oh my God. of this vaccine. Oh, but, I mean, that post what was it that you had with the two times higher um oh, people well, that was yeah the latest okay. that um it that's was, one of the latest yeah. things one of the latest <laughs> um y'all this is nuts basically it's a uk study 
that says that vaccinated people, they did it, they, they looked at the, this data, vaccinated people, 60 and younger, ages 60 and younger, are twice as likely to die as unvaccinated people. This is not die of COVID. This is just this is all causes. Dying of all causes. So it says, you know, vaccinated people under 60 are twice as likely to die as unvaccinated people. And overall deaths in Britain are running well above normal. This is, um, you know, per, this is weekly deaths um, of all causes per 100,000 in that age range. Twice as likely. Why? You know is why? Is that not weird? Because it's lowering the T cells and it's lower, like what they're seeing. And that's why we had talked about that before. Dr. Coles talked about that. And even a nurse practitioner that we heard on a, um, on another awesome podcast that we would, uh, like to share with y'all it's called the healthy healthy discourse yep. but um she was even talking about that that like they're seeing more um viruses like hpv shingles you know and you're they're also seeing more cancers mm -hmm. this is because uh, truly y'all uh, of course it could be a theory but this is what I know Dr. Cole, who has his own lab, is seeing in his lab, and I actually just saw somebody else just sent it to me, another physician just po just posted and said, yes, that they're seeing more cancers, and it's like they're not allowed to say it. They're not allowed to say it. So there is something that's very uh, strange. In fact, we always point you guys to go, go follow Cheryl Atkinson's podcast. She's very fair very balanced. Um, she's not emotional. Like we can get sometimes like, especially me. Um, she just, stays very, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I think this stuff is alarming and it's, and if you like justice and you like the truth, like this, this stuff will make you angry, but she's a professional journalist and she stays very calm through this, been very factual, but you know, there are physicians and physicians associates now is what they're called or physicians assistants that, that are coming out saying my hospital didn't want me to report to VAERS. I was, mm -hmm. uh, my job was threatened because I started pointing out all the vaccine injuries and she, what she, they talk about, and you'll hear it time and time again, there is a true cognitive dissonance amongst many or some in the medical community, either they see it and they don't talk about it because they're afraid of their careers being lost, or they just won't admit it or acknowledge it because they've been so trained to believe that every vaccine is a godsend that has saved the world. And so they cannot possibly think, oh, what if it's not? What if people do die from this? What if people are harmed by this? And I will tell you, I've even heard Cheryl Atkinson talk about an interview that she had with the virologist and the vaccinologist that create some of these vaccines. And she asked, if you knew that a vaccine was causing autism in children at, at the rate that we're seeing right now, like, would you change course? And they said, no, because it's worth it. Now, spoken by like someone who has never had a, uh, an autistic child, obviously. But again, it's this, there is, we have to all be aware of the cognitive dissonance. We talked about it in our very first podcast, Amy talked about it, how we are just, all of us can shut down to information when it doesn't compute with what we already believe. But if you're a person who has never changed your mind or your beliefs about something, you are living in an echo chamber and you are not critically thinking because no one has cornered the market on being right all the time, nobody. And we should always be asking ourselves, does this compute? Does this make sense? Well, and here's what the medical people are probably thinking is, um, you know, just like we look at a vaccine as risk benefit, they're probably looking at this like, all right, we have to eradicate this disease. Yes. So yes. we lose 30,000 people over the next 15, 20 years. Yeah. Then 
it's worth it to get rid of this disease. That's you know what I mean? Exactly. But, 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 that's yeah. benefit, but they're not, but they're not honest. telling people. They're not telling they're people not telling that people. this is a risk benefit. They, they know this. They know that people will die in pursuit of eradicating COVID, which is never going to happen. But, yep. but they're telling everybody that's not the case and that it's safe and effective for all. And it's totally fine. That's yeah. Right. That's the thing is that they are completely saying that it's all safe and effective, all safe and effective. That's all you and hear. It could, could be safe-ish and yeah. effective-ish, but when you're showing that blanket statement of safe and effective for all, they have never done that with any medication. Well, and if you just even go look at a report that was released last week, presented last week at the American Heart Association's annual conference, you can look this up. It was a report on almost, I think it was on 566 patients who received either the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccines. And again, I think Christian or Amy just pointed this out. These are vaccines that, uh, that address your DNA, right? So it's not your traditional vaccine. These alter the way the, what, how do you explain it, Kristen? You're much better at this. That the Pfizer and Moderna, they basically do what? It's not like a traditional vaccine. Well, I, everybody is lying about it. <laughs> well, everybody's saying that it's gene, you know, it, it even says that it's gene therapy. Gene therapy, um, that's the word. And, that's say, it. and then they say it's not. But, so, but it, I think it says mean? that in the official literature, right? It's, it's an mRNA technology that is new, newish to the marketplace. Make the spike right, protein, right? It, 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 change, it puts a message into your DNA. Okay. So, and as a result, <laughs> That's right. Okay. Now, again, this is new technology. It's been studied for like 20 years, but even the one who helped create the technology has spoken out against the vaccines, right? One of the guys who has. Okay. But this is what it shows that signs of cardiovascular damage soared following the shots. The risk of heart attacks or other severe coronary problems, and all three of us know people who had heart attacks or strokes following the vaccines. Yep. More than doubled months after the vaccines were administered based on changes in markers of inflammation and other cell damage. Patients had a one in four risk for severe problems after the vaccines compared to one in nine before. Mm. Well, that might explain why the death toll in 2021 from COVID is higher, it's higher. than 2020. So COVID deaths have surpassed 2020. What was the tweet that Biden put out, Amy? Don't you have that one? I love that yes. tweet. Yes, I do. I read that, girl. Build back better. Build back better. Of course. My Sounds like we're getting world. better. Okay, let's see. <laughs> October 2020. So this is when he was on his campaign trail. We're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. Okay, the latest Forbes headline, November 20th, 2021, U.S. COVID deaths in 2021 passed the toll for 2020. And we're not even done with the year yet. Nope. And y'all, if we go back to- And we have a vaccine. Uh, a third one. We got a we got two. Three. We got three now. We got three vaccines. We got boosters. Right, right. And, but and yet we're, we're still ball. supposed to believe they're safe and effective. Though. That's the thing, like this, the data- is not lining up with oh, the narrative. Yes, here we are. How is that effective, right? right? If it prevents from severe hospitalization and death, then how is that effective, okay? And if it's safe, why would Taiwan, um, they have like suspended the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine because of myocarditis cases in ages 12 to 17. 
Hong Kong and the UK are doing the same. And then there's the, uh, I know we've mentioned this before, but like France, Germany, Canada, Finland, Denmark, Sweden, they don't even have the Moderna vaccine for anybody under 30. I may be wrong. Some of those are under 15. Some of those are under 30. Okay. In addition to that, um, in the UK expose, they had a study or an article that says children are up to 16 times, 16 16 times more likely to die with COVID if they've had the COVID vaccine, according to the latest UK Health Security Agency report. Not only that, y'all, okay, straight from the CDC, we have a great video from um, Steve Kirsch when he was presented at the FDA, and he said there's just too many unanswered questions. One of the things he referenced was the MMWR, the uh, CDC Morbidity Mortality Weekly Report that comes out. Um, so it said, this is straight from the CDC, all right? Um, the CDC reviewed 14 reports of death. Now, this is when they were looking at VAERS, and we know it's a lot more than that, but let's just say they're just looking at 14, okay? Among the decedents, this is after vaccination, among the decedents, four were aged 12 to 15 years old, 10 were aged 16 to 17 years old. All the death reports were reviewed by CDC physicians. Impressions regarding cause of death were pulmonary embolism, there were two of them, suicide, there were two of them, and we, to we told y'all, we played some clips, you can understand why people commit suicide now, right? Yeah. Uh, um, two were intracranial hemorrhage, two, one was heart failure, one was some kind of thing I can't pronounce, <laughs> and then one was uh, disseminated mycobacterium Kelone infection, and then there were six that were unknown or pending further records, okay? Why did that not raise a red flag? When we paused the Johnson & Johnson trial for six, six. known six. plots, and here we have how many, this is 14, and like, these are, how many of those were kids? Those were all four. Those all are all kids. kids Fourteen, all just kids. just for kids. This all was this kids. was only if you look up the vaccine safety in adolescents age twelve to seventeen, and that was only from that was from December to July. Okay, that's not that's only for that age group. And this is Pfizer, right? This was on Pfizer, right? Kristen? This was on the this. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's Pfizer because it's the twelve to seventeen years old. Okay, and then I'm but, but then I, I, I'm I'm looking at like just my what I copied and pasted my notes for, straight from there. So I can go back and look, so, but I'm, but, I'm assuming. But the other thing that people need to know is Pfizer does not want to release any of its data on this till what year, Amy? 2076, well, it's like 55 years is, um, they said, and we talked about this on our last podcast. We talked about that they just asked the FDA for 55 years to be able to release all of the what the data on the and, trials or and everyone should remember this is the data on the clinical trials and i want everyone to remember this is the drug company that has been involved in the greatest malpractice lawsuit in history in other words they knew they had data that people were dying and being injured over another drug and they covered it up and they hid it yeah this is the same company that now wants 55 years before it has to tell you what it knows about its product that is the largest, most profitable medical product in history. And just so y'all know, Snopes has already come and said that um, framing the narrative that the FDA wants 55 years to release the data is misleading. Okay. Yeah, why? One of our favorite, you know, so when you want to think, can you trust these fact checkers? Like 
just remember that they are framing that to their readers as being misleading. Don't go, get me down the rabbit hole of fact checkers. Um, okay, well, let me tell you something. If the first 91 pages that was just released has anything to do what's, with what's coming, I can understand why FDA does not want us to see this or Pfizer, okay? So I just want to share, because I have some. I, they, um, Aaron Siri, his um, substack, he's a lawyer, the Syrian Gilmstead or Glimstead or whatever. He's an ICANN attorney too. Um, but he posted this and with these documents, okay? This is the cumulative analysis of post-authorization adverse events reports. And y'all, this is only data that was from December through February 28th, 2021, okay? So that's what, like, December. three months? So three December, months. Yeah, three months. December, January, February. Okay, yep. so this is part of the 91 pages that they have actually released, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It says cumulative through uh, February 28th, there was a total of 42,000 case reports. Okay. These are adverse events, case reports. All right. Most cases, 34,762 were in the United States. Okay. Now let's get to the people who have um, the case outcomes, there were, let's see, 13,104 like negative um, outcomes, like people who had recovered with, um, with issues, sequelae, I can't say that word, sequelae, sequelae, is that right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have problems, all right? They recovered, but they still have problems from it, 520. How about this? Not recovered at the time of report, 11,361. Wait a minute. Fatal, 1,223. And guess how many were unknown at the time of the report? 9,400. We have no idea. Okay. Now there's more. So then they show like all these, you'll see, um, here, here's another, and I will, I will admit it right here. This is why I wanted to look at this myself. One of the headlines said 25,000 nervous system disorders Woo! were, okay. So there were, but 10,000 of those were headaches. Now, headache could be a severe headache that is really actually like a stroke, okay? Or an aneurysm or something like that. But there were 1,500 um, paresthesias, all right? So that's numb, you know, numbness, tingling, you know, loss of control, loss of whatever, okay? Now, next thing, I'm having brain fart. Okay, here's the main thing you need to hear, okay? Cardiovascular adverse events. There were a number of relevant events. So this is like heart attacks, cardiac failure, uh, cardiogenic shock, tachycardia, coronary artery disease. There were 1,441 of which 946 were serious. Okay. Now let's look at this. Fatal five, resolved with issues one, not resolved 14, unknown 47. Their conclusion, this cumulative case review does not raise new safety issues. Surveillance will continue. Now, let's get to the next one, facial paralysis. Okay, number of relevant events, 453, of which 399 were serious. Okay, 399 to 453. All right, now, relevant um, outcome, resolved with issues, three, not resolved, 183. Unknown, 97. So all right. essentially all of this is showing that they know there are adverse reactions to their product. 
It, it right. is clear that they know that. Yet we are told time and time again, safe and effective, and it's mandated in this country that you get at least right. this is one of three options. You got to get this to basically live, work, and breathe in America anymore. And I wanted I mean, to. So point, oh yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to pull, point out one more thing. Yeah. The auto, the immune-mediated autoimmune adverse events that were recorded, um, and y'all, these are in ranges of anywhere from less than twenty-four hours to thirty days. It, it tells you all on here how so within this. So why are they not? Once again, why are they not questioning or looking at people who've had the vaccine if they have any issues within thirty days to forty days? Because this is what they're looking at in the trials. Okay, but they're not looking at it right now. All right. Yeah. So here's what they said with the with the immune autoimmune um, issues, relevant outcome, um, those that were not resolved, 215, and there were 12 fatal. Okay, resolved with continuing issues, 22, and 312 were unknown. The, again, their conclusion with all of these continue to say. This cumulative case review does not raise new safety issues. Surveillance will continue. This goes on and on. It's like, this is it's criminal. 91 pages. This is criminal. This is criminal. Well, the truth, Nobody the, the truth of the matter is they knew there would be adverse reactions. They expected this. It's only a surprise to all of us Americans that it's as bad as it is. But this is, I think, what they knew and expected would happen. And it goes right back to what Kristen said earlier. They're willing to part with some of us to save more of us. If that's their thinking, that it's going to save more than it's harming from a virus that is 99% survivable for the vast majority of people, right? And I mean, most people who die. In what? And treatable. And treatable. And now, did you guys <laughs> we have to point this out? That the CDC has acknowledged that they don't have any evidence of a person who has COVID recovered, gotten the disease, yep. recovered, spreading COVID. But there is no conversation around natural immunity. There is now, it has been proven in quite a few studies now that natural immunity still trumps this, um, you know, immu it, it, the, the immunizations that they're giving us. Yeah. So it's yeah. still better. And yet it's not factored in. And this is why we will continue to scream and stomp our feet about this and educate you as much as we can with facts. This is not opinion because whether or not you get this shot or not is your business, nobody else's. But you need to be armed with all the facts so that you can make the decision that is best for you. And that is what we try to bring you. The other side of the coin that is not being shared that should be because there are risks. They might be minimal, but there are risks. And in fact, I don't well, Go ahead. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if you guys have noticed how many celebrities around the world, specifically soccer players, and it might be because soccer players, oh, yes. their, their cardiac um, uh, conditioning has to be so excellent to do what they do. But I have never seen so many soccer players have issues. I mean, just out of Barcelona, was it like four days ago, um, one of the world's top soccer players, his name is Kun Aguero, and um, he plays for Barcelona. He's suddenly retiring after suffering uh, what an unspecified cardiac crisis. This is just months after he signed a huge deal with the club. And yes, he was vaccinated. Mm. This is what I wanted to say too. It's like, like I said, with the looking at the media and looking at the way when they decide to throw race into their storyline and when they don't, y'all need to also just start paying attention yep. to yep. things like this. Sports stars that are retiring, Right. People who haven't heard, eventually this is going to affect your, your own personal inner circle. You know, like we, we referenced that study in, in the UK where 60 and under twice as likely to die um, 
than unvaccinated. So look at your own sample set of people. Just look at the people in your lives and in your, your family's lives and stuff and just take note and be aware. Are people all of a sudden dying of heart attacks, strokes, cancer, autoimmune, um, stro- you know, whatever, like, cause it, eventually you're going to start seeing it. It's going to hit, hit. Yeah. When we you. started talking about this, when we were at the, the farm, I remember our yeah. mother-in-law and aunt and our husband's aunt, <laughs> um, they started saying, you know, actually a lot of our friends have had strokes recently. Six people, right? Like six, yeah, six I can't of our remember. friends Crazy. have had a stroke this year. And you know, she probably wouldn't have even thought anything of it. But- right. Well, and here's the thing too. Okay, so how about a 16-year-old? This is on the VAERS. I can give you the VAERS idea. It's blurry. But this is a 16-year-old male. The report says, my son died while taking his math class on Zoom. We're waiting for the autopsy because the doctors did not find anything. He was a healthy boy. He had good academic index. He wanted to be a civil engineer. He was the best thing in my life. I mean... And uh, people are just, they're dropping like flies. What? What? Yeah. Oh, so right. Look at what Amy just found. Oh, oh, oh. Get your popcorn. Breaking. Breaking news. Of course, we we will fact check this. (laughs) 108 FIFA registered players and coaches have died in the past six months. What? Yes. And of course, they had strong mandatory vaccination. 108 FIFA registered players and coaches died. In the past six months, y'all. That's crazy. Okay, we'll we'll fact check to make sure so we can not be certain. Make sure that this is true. Yeah. Um, But if it is, I mean, this just has to make it has to make you think. Okay. Uh, Y'all sent an article with it, Anna, the other day, and it was like a reporter had died. Then it links to this. There's a similar story. And then someone else died and then someone else died. And it's all random, crazy stuff. And you don't realize it. It's just like vaccine injuries, y'all. You don't realize it. Was it thalamide? Is that the the name of the medicine? Do you remember like it took 20, 30 years or something before they realized what was going on? And didn't realize it until someone here and then someone in this country and then someone in this state and then someone in this county. You don't know the causality. You don't know the correlation until you start correlating it, until you start looking at it all. But if you ignore it and censor it and ban it and lie about it, then yeah, people aren't going to see it. But gosh, start paying attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Well, I know we got to wrap up guys, but let me, let's just say, first of all, you know, we know that where you spend your money this holiday season matters. I know for the three of us, we've talked about this. We want to support companies that believe in the Constitution, the First <laughs> Amendment, Second Amendment, all the amendments, because it has it worked really well for 200 years. Like we always say, you know, we have evolved into a more perfect union. And there's something that is seriously trying to divide it right now. But we do want to mention two companies that we are uh, consumers of their products. And so, Kristen, I know you have all this information, so I'm going to let you close us out with this. Um, Okay. The first is, um, well, actually, Amy should tell you about the Coppers app. She found, um, what was it, the Natural Awakening? Yeah. So here in Wilmington, you know those magazines at the grocery store, the free ones? Yeah. You know, real estate magazines and whatnot. Well, we have one called Natural Awakenings. And I was like, oh, let me just grab this and read it, whatever. So I started reading it. And the article in the back is about this product called Copper Zap. And it is just it's pure copper. And it says that pure copper kills viruses like flu, um, colds, you know, on contact. 
And it's one of those things we've been talking a lot this, this year through our podcast about like viruses start in your nose and replicate in your nose. So this is just like this wand of copper that you can put in your nose, hold it there and it kills viruses on contact within like 30 seconds or something. So of course I read this, I'm like, well, why don't we know about this? Why is nobody talking about this? So I show it to Kristen. Or she sent it to me and I was like, well, let me go. She's check. like, no way, for real. I mean, she's a nurse, never heard of it. So she goes down the, the rabbit hole. Crazy research rabbit hole. And let me tell you something, y'all, you need to know this, all right? Right on there, copper alloy materials are registered by the EPA to make public health claims against six specific bacteria, bacteria, okay? Um, it, like it continuously kills 99.9% .9 of MRSA, the methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, within two hours of contact between routine cleanings, okay? Um, and then copper alloy materials with at least 95.6% copper covered by the group one registration. This is what's important. It says they can make public health claims that it um, continuously kills, let's see, against three specific viruses, human coronavirus, 229E, rhinovirus type 37, rotavirus, rotavirus strain WA, yada, yada. But they can, they are permitted to make these claims against SARS-CoV-2 and future enveloped and large non-enveloped enveloped or whatever viral pathogens under the conditions, okay? So this actually can make, they can make the claim that it kills and combats SARS-CoV-2. Is okay. it too much? No, no, because it's not expensive. So tell them how they can get their hands on this. Okay, so I reached out to them, Copper's app. Um, it's coppersapp.com. And I said, hey, we're definitely going to be talking about this. Would you mind, do y'all have any promo codes or whatever? So we have a promo code for y'all. Um, and it is no germs, N-O-G-E-R-M-S. And you'll get $10 off because it's not cheap. But let me tell you something. This is the one thing you can carry around in your car or in your purse. It actually can sanitize your hand. It's self-cleaning. It's, it's awesome. So, and it's non-invasive. It doesn't go, it doesn't go bad. You'll yeah. have it forever. So it's worth it. Well worth it. The gift that keeps on giving. All right. And we've also been, Not like coronavirus. we've also been asked quite a bit about snoot, which we first yes. talked about in our interview with Dr. John Murphy, who right. treats COVID and suggested this, especially for kids and, and, and getting the viral load out of your nose and your nasal cavity where it tends to start. So tell them what they can do with snoot. And y'all need to look up chlorine dioxide solution or chlorine dioxide because it's an amazing situation there. Like it will, it actually cuts through the biofilm. So that is why it actually is virucidal, bactericidal. So snoot, um, they actually use chlorine dioxide and you, it, they've got a nasal spray that's amazing. We've connected with Michelle Herman, the CEO there. She's awesome. There's a documentary we can add to our um, Google doc and stuff for y'all to watch and some great articles and studies, but we will have a link she didn't give us a code, but there's a direct link, Holly. So we just okay. need to put that on there and you'll give you 20% off. That is a code. I thought it was think. Uh, no, she, not when she sent it to me. Just okay. Now. Uh, okay. We'll so figure that out, but just stay We'll tuned. make sure that we have it, but just know if you're looking to take care of your health and you want some deals this um, holiday weekend, oh, shopping weekend. Okay. She, she's right. She saw it. Okay. I interrupted you. It is think. Okay. Think. So that should be easy. Code is think, just like just think, it's think. Put that in. You should get a discount on Snoot as well. So we'll we'll make sure that we give you the links to all of this. But again, of health. Yep. We just <laughs> we are passionate about it, taking care of your health and being able to treat yourself should you get sick, God forbid. So all right, girls. Well, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you too. 
Oh, I'm so thankful thankful for you. And thankful to all of our listeners for um, sticking with us week after week and all your feedback. We just, you know, this is why we do it. Yes. And y'all get out and walk and get your vitamin D. Walk that turkey off. Absolutely. (laughs) Enjoy your turkey with whoever you want. Yes. Yes. However you want to celebrate, you are an American and you are free to do what you want. Amen. (laughs) All right. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.